All right, welcome to another segment of Trying to Find the Ingredients. We got a special guest today. Before we introduce him, I'm trying to find the ingredients. We haven't posted it in a while, but I finally got somebody to come on. <laughs> but today's a person of choice. He's a very decorated person in his uh, craft already, a bunch of accolades. He knows he doesn't want to say it, but he's a my former PE teacher, the former head coach of the varsity basketball team. While well, he's coached a lot of my peers and also led the 06 07 team to a Division II Hawaii State Championship. <laughs> and now the AD, also known as the athletic director for the school as well. I'd like to welcome one of my mentors, Bob Morakuni. Welcome on the podcast, coach. Thank you, Jace. Um, I don't know about being decorated, but um, I'm happy to be on. And anything to uh, help you, brother? Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on once again. Uh, so what's new with you, coach? Uh, nothing much. Just trying to stay busy as athletic director. Got a lot of um, stuff going on. Um, this is the spring season, so got golf I got to take care of, uh, volleyball, softball at our stadium, and also uh, taking care of the family. That's about nice, it. Nice, okay. How is that transition, by the way, like being an athletic director? Now, I mean, before, like, you was a coach and everything, a PE teacher, now you're the athletic director. How is that, like, climbing up the ladder and stuff? Was that always a goal of yours? Um, I wouldn't say it was always a goal. Um, coming out of college, graduating from high school, I wanted to do something with sports. So... The only thing I could think of was being a PE teacher and then uh, coaching. And so that was what I figured I would do for the rest of my life. And then um, I came to McKinley High School. Neil Takamori, our ED at the time, he kind of uh, took me on as assistant ED, showed me what it's like. And then from there, I kind of got to see um, what the ED job entails and I kind of you know, I like to say I fell in love with it. I really enjoyed. I know there's some stressful moments um, dealing with all kinds of issues at times, but I enjoy coming to work. Um, as I said, it's sports, and um, I'm learning every day. So how far have you, like, been doing this already? Is it, like, what, four um, years, three years? Officially, three? maybe about seven years. So seven I was kind of like the temporary AD several times because uh, Mr. Takamori, our former athletic director, as I mentioned, he would always be take over for vice principals at times. So I was a temporary AD several times throughout the year, but officially about seven years only. Seven yeah. years only? Damn, yeah. I thought it was only like four. Well, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I've been out the loop for a while. Um, I come by every time. I appreciate this guy always letting me like just come here without a pass. <laughs> My man, but yeah. like, Do you miss coaching, by the way? Like, um, you ever want to, you know what I mean, step into it? I, As the years go on, I, I kind of don't, I mean, I, I miss it less and less. I mean, when I first started, I missed it. But to be honest, um, it, it got hard um, towards the end only because, um, I don't want to be too long, but it's just the, it was starting to get, I, I don't want to say not fun, it was starting, the pain of losing was more... <laughs> Than the joy of winning yeah. and I think so um, it was taking its toll on me and um, I, I don't want to say I wasn't enjoying it it's just I wanted to win so bad just so that I didn't want to feel the pain of losing so I, I think that's the wrong way to to feel and so I don't I don't 
I miss it, some parts of it, but um, as the years go on, I miss it less and less. No, no. I mean, I feel you. I mean, you know, everybody's like a competitor. Mm-hmm. We're very competitive people as humans. Um, Like, going back to, like, being your coaching mm-hmm. career, like, what did you look for in, like, a player, like, to be on the team? Like, mm-hmm. what was, like, the pieces you wanted, like, right. in your puzzle? Right. Um, to be honest, with, well, just speaking for the varsity, when I was a varsity coach, when I first started in 03, um, it was just basically get the best players, um, put them all together, and go from there. And so in 03, we had a really good team. Um, it worked out. The next year, same philosophy, but we didn't. I mean, everything went wrong. Um, didn't win. A, I think we only won one game. And so over the years, it's evolved to where really it's about finding the right the right players. I mean, right. people may not see, um, you know, having to cut the most talented guys, but getting the right players and um, whether it be attitude love of basketball um and sometimes skill may be third or fourth on the list and so um and that's what made it more enjoyable for me um towards the back end of my coaching career is coaching guys like you who want to play basketball who give their 100 percent every day who have a good attitude and and that's that's what makes it fun i, I believe for every coach right i mean those are very like valid points you know like do you think that there's more to it than talent i know you said like that's like the third thing and like why you think that i mean talent is not always the case like how you Mm -hmm. said one of the years it was just a one win towards the other time Mm -hmm. it was like a good season Mm -hmm. like um and i'll give an example i guess without mentioning names is just i remember one year and um just putting together all these they they look great good size um well built they talented off the court with other sports you put them on the basketball court but it it just doesn't work and so um then as opposed to the next year you got a bunch of guys may not be tall um they just love basketball they're not, and it's not to say they, they're junk athletes. They're they're good basketball players. They're good athletes. And they're not physical specimens like maybe the guys in years past. But when you put those guys together on the court, it's a much better experience. I mean, the years with those talented guys probably won one game, I believe. The next year, the guys that want to play, that love playing, um did really well i mean i remember right you're on i mean just competing having fun playing with and coaching guys that want to play and i think and that's not to say not having any talent is the way to go that's that's an extreme but it's it's (laughs) it's it's the blend of having the heart the guys who love it and having the talent and that's what I've learned, I mean, throughout these years, that you cannot just always grab the best players and, and make it work. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's a gem right there. Like, because, I mean, I've, I've gone through that and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've felt the, yeah. we've had those talented people that the year that I was. Yeah. And then, like, it was just, like, tough yeah. times. But yeah. they were very talented. It's just, yeah. yeah, I think we couldn't, like, find a leader or we didn't have identity mm-hmm. at that point. Right. But, and, I, um, and I think it's, it, it's, it's hard. And, 
not to say that's every coach should follow that philosophy. It's just that's the way for me, you know, I, I've learned that if I ever coach again, that's what I would be looking for. Some other coaches could work with those guys probably and motivate them and get them to do all the things. But just me personally, you know, I, I want to work with the guys that want to be there, um, that want to stay late for practice, basketball junkies. Um, and I remember, I, and I, I think it was you, and we wrote letters. I remember, still have that. Couple, the, that year we were <laughs> struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys were honest, and you, you were right. I mean, you, I remember you and Rio just basically letting it out there. And there's, I wasn't offended, but it was correct that you guys should have been playing more than them. And it was basically you guys wanted it more. And that, that was that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a very good, like, point again. But, you know, like, yeah, just those kind of years was, like, up and down. But just being, like, a ride or die person for the team, like, mm-hmm. I wish, like, you know what I mean, we had, like, that kind of time, like, mm-hmm. go back and just be, like, team players and just yeah. have those kind of moments. But, yeah, I mean, I'm very, I understand because, like, there was very talented people on that <laughs> team, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's when I'll mention any names. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what we talking about, so we ain't gotta mention no names. But to go back to like your coaching days, like yeah. what was very fun or like you enjoyed most as a coach? Um, you know, as you mentioned, there was the championships and stuff. But um, even when you and Brian come around, it's the fun part is always um, laughing about practices um when we go on when we travel um certain moments in games um even the good and the bad as we just talked about the the letters that that you guys were right um those are the things i think that i remember the most and then you know i always tease you guys and kind of a wise guy but it's just those things stand out. You know, I, I, I remember various parts of games, but not much. But it's just uh, being together as a team with the guys, with good kids. And just, you know, those are the things that I think I miss the most. Um, not necessarily the strategy and, and all of that stuff, but just, just you know, being around good good teams and good kids. Okay, yeah. I mean, going back to that too, like, did you have anything like a uh, superstition or like a ritual you would do like before mm. games or before you <laughs> stepped into like your, like your zone? Oh man. Um, I read somewhere where Coach K, was it Coach K? I could be wrong, but he, he would take a nap before an hour nap or maybe something like that. Not right before the game, but you know, during the day. So yeah. If I was allowed to, if we had a game on a weekend, I would do that. But but nothing really um, superstitious, I guess. Um, I guess if we won, I tried to wear the same coach's shirt, undershirt, um, whatever. But <laughs> okay. but nothing too heavy in superstition. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had something, you know, maybe like some peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I don't know. I know like that too, like. With you, like, you're always, like, witty and, like, you know what I mean? Like, you said, you always be, like, wise, like, with, with your, like, remarks. Like, yeah. anybody ever told you, like, had, like, a Ryan Reynolds type of, like, 
you know what I mean? Vibe with you, or like no. just this like witty, like jokingly guy you are. No. Even without like the swearing sometimes, or like <laughs> you just try to be like downplay and like subliminal, but it's just, it's just funny. Yeah. Like, I just seen it like throughout the years, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess it's that's from my baseball background. I I played more baseball growing up, and you know, baseballs are baseball players are a bunch of wise guys, and <laughs> um, that's where I probably get it from, and so. I don't know. I mean, I, I know I can be overboard and stuff, but um, I just hope guys like you, I, I know you can take it, but guys like um, you and I always go to Ryan Arzadon because you guys remind me of the scene guy, but you guys, know, you guys can, you know, it's just, it's it's jokes, but sometimes I know my wife mentions I can be overboard, but you know, I, um, if I offended anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got it. I mean, he apologized right here, but no, I feel like, I mean, with that being said, like, Throughout the years, you know what I mean? Like, we've had this discussion, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. where we were saying, like, kids nowadays is, like, it's a hate crime to be, like, mm -hmm. even stuff. But I don't know, like, do you think, mm -hmm. in your honest opinion, like, have mm -hmm. kids gotten, like, softer? Or, like, mm -hmm. how how do you, like, take this? Like, mm -hmm. they get offended real easily, you know? Um, I guess, I don't know if we have enough time on this podcast for this, but um, <laughs> I, I, I feel over time... Even when I played, times have changed, and I, I don't want to say it's changed for the worse. It's just changed, um, whether it be for the better, how people take it. Um, obviously, there was no cell phone, social media when I grew up, and right. it was even less when you played. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Um, and I think, you know, back when I played, whatever the coach said happened. I mean, you respected the coach. Um, parents usually took their side, good or bad. And and again, I can't say it was it was great, but it was always you respected the coach. You listened. You did it. And I think times have changed to where um, I guess I don't want to say rebellious in, in in a negative way, but it's just um, it's a lot more questions now about why you do things, what's going on. And I, I think there can be the goods and the bads with that. But yeah. also, there are some students, parents that always want to get their way. And so, right or wrong, they will argue. They will find any little thing so that whatever they want will happen. And they will use whatever tactic. And I think that's where it has changed. And um, not to say I was a perfect coach, um, but um, I, I think that's one of the challenges now, you know, with social media and and everything being out there, people just having a voice, which, which is good. I mean, that's what it's meant for. But um, just the times have changed to where... Um, I don't know if it's just tough, tougher or not as tough or soft. I, I really don't know what it is, but it's just, it's just different, you know. And um, and I go back and I always say this to you, and, and you can confirm that it's no lie that they don't make kids like you or Ryan anymore. And that was just in what year was that? Two, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Um, where you, I mean, you guys are. Totally respectful, gave your 100%, no complaints. Maybe you didn't get to play as much as you did. Loved the team, died for the team, died from McKinley High School. You just 
gave it your all, respectful to everybody, not only me, but to all the teachers. And sometimes that's getting lost in a bit. And I think, um, not to say that the kids today are rude or, or anything like that, but it's just, I don't see it as much as I would like, I guess, you know, and, and why that changed, I have no idea, really. I can only guess. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> but No, yeah. no. I mean, for sure. Like, no, I feel like you've been too nice to me and Ryan with all these like com- com- compliments. Yeah. But yeah, I want to touch up on that a little bit later, like in podcasts. Um, before we even get to like the whole like social media and everything, or, like the society that we live mm-hmm. in now, we have to be careful of what we say and mm-hmm. do in this time and era. Like, before we even get to that mm-hmm. coach, like how... I just want to know like, about the glory days where, like, mm-hmm. you guys won that state championship. I was, like, a young freshman. I mean, seeing mm-hmm. the, that team, they're mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, like, complimentary players with everybody mm-hmm. on the team. Mm-hmm. And then just to see it all, like, evolve into, like, a championship, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? This could be, mm-hmm. like, the future. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, how did you feel in those glory days where you got that, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that championship? Um, to, and, again, uh, just – Pretty cool talking to you, just trying to bring up memories. Um, to be honest, and again, the championship game, um, I was just thinking about that today, that that was my, the second quarter was probably like the best quarter of basketball, I think, uh, as a as my coaching career um, that um, has ever been played. I mean, this, really? I mean the, just going back to it, I think Kohala didn't score any points in that quarter. We scored, might have scored like twenty-two something points. We we couldn't miss a basket. But that season, and I, and I talked about this before. Um, I really, and nobody may even know this, but just the journey that team was on is what I really cherish and look back on because in that season, um, we would always go like. Lose three games, win three games. Lose three games, win three games. Lose three games. I mean, it wasn't always like that, but that's what it felt like. Um, we lost to Thompson Academy, which, which which they had a great player, but I remember losing that that game. Um, I I know we had sixteen players. Um, I don't know how they all felt, but none of them quit. <laughs> um, and it was a roller coaster year, and. We took third in the Eastern Division that year, Division Two. Um, we made it to the OIA Championship game. We lost. Went to the state tournament. Was twelve teams. I think teams that are ranked higher than us were Aiea, Kohala University, um, Farrington was in there. They beat us like two times in the regular year. So I, I don't think anybody thought that we were gonna win anything. And so. It's just that journey that, you know, I know it's an overused quote, but when they say the, the, the journey is everything, not the destination, I, I really believe that because there's stories along the way in that team that really mean a lot to me and to certain individuals, I believe, that if you talk to them, it, it was pretty amazing. But I don't really look at the whole the ending game, but just that journey. And I go back to the journey for every team. I mean, I think there's just something that's great about it. And I touched upon it earlier that what makes it special and what I miss the most about coaching. Damn. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's 
another like a gem, man. Like I'm glad I got you on. Like just to get like all this kind of stuff like just out of you and like, cause you know like <clears throat> we hardly. I mean we chop it up, but yes. we don't chop it up like this. So I mean it's really I'm glad that you know I mean hopefully everybody gets to hear this, <laughs> all the players and everything, yeah. like former yeah. players. But yeah, now to like your like eighty career mm-hmm. coach, which is athletic director. For those of you mm-hmm. that don't know, like. Going back to, like, with the social media thing or how does, like, how do you guys see that? Because, you know, you have you guys mm-hmm. own, like, pages and everything. Like, you follow, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of these students. Like, is there a right way to approach mm-hmm. social media? I know we took this mm-hmm. program. You know, I mm-hmm. want you to, like, to touch mm-hmm. it up on it, like, just in case, mm-hmm. like, there's mm-hmm. kids on there. But, yeah, is there a right way to approach it? Like, things to post, things not to post, right. things like that, um, of that nature? I, th- I think it's difficult um, for me uh, on our McKinley Athletic social media and, and Twitter. I just try to post information and, and positive messages. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's what I like to think that what social media and email and text and all these things were invented for to make life easier, to make life better. Not to hurt, not to harm, not to put down anyone, not to bully people. And um, that's the intent that I have. And I think it breaks my heart to where um, social media leads to social, I mean, bullying and right. just cutting people down and just whether it be directed at them or sub, uh, you know, subtly. And so um, I, the whole thing to just keep it simple is I just, just use it to encourage and use it to be positive towards people. You know, not not have it be a venue to cut people down, cut other schools down, cut other teams down, um, and and just use it in a positive way. Um, I always tell the students at, at our meetings, you know, I'm not the social media police. I'm not gonna go out there and look at every student social media. Um, I try and tell my daughters and even the students, like, if you go hunting for negativity, trying to find something about yourself, um, you'll find it. And it's just, if it's just going to bother you, then no sense because you can't make everybody happy. Right. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that bash me for whatever reason. And if I keep going to look for that kind of negativity, then I don't want to live my life that way, I guess. So. But yeah, I mean, I just wish that they just use it for positivity and encouragement. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, very good point again. Like with these students, though, like, yeah, what if what if you do see something like mm-hmm. that they shouldn't post? Is there like a mm-hmm. consequence that mm-hmm. you have to take, or right. is there something that you just mm-hmm. let go, something like that? Um, if it comes across my way, and it's something we gotta do, then we gotta take care of. Um, our school and myself are part of the Positive Coaching Alliance and they have this uh, social media agreement that we go through. Um, teachers have mentioned to me about our athletes, the stuff they post, post pictures of what they're doing, what they're wearing. Um, parents have come and told me about their daughter or son being bullied, um, what's being said. And so from there as a school and I try to help out as best as I can. We try to nip it in the bud, talk to the student, um, um, and go from there and see what the Department of Education's policies and our policies are and, and try to try to stop it. I mean, it's so widespread, it's almost, it, it's crazy. Um, but 
it, we're, we're, that's the only way we can try and do it. Um, if we come across it, yeah, there's stuff we got to do. I mean, we, that means we know about it, so we got to do something. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, you know, got a social media. And, like, mm -hmm. of course, you said, like, you use it for positivity. And I see everything that you post. And with, with, the, with the age we're living in now, it's, like, there's a lot of, like, bullying and a lot mm -hmm. of this and that. And I know it's, like, mm -hmm. negative, like you said. It's very tough. Like, I can't even come with the word right now. But, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it, you know, and I, I, I'm, like, the old guy here. But it's just the... I feel blessed in the sense that I got to live in a time I grew up with no cell phones, no email, no text messages, um, and now we're here. And so, I I gotta try and evolve and you know get better. But you know, life was simpler. I mean, I know maybe kids don't know what it's like back when I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, it was simple. I mean, you go out, you wake up, you find your friends, you play basketball at the park. Um, play football at the park, um, go hang out. Um, you could probably leave your doors unlocked. I mean, I, I mean, like, no, 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 I mean, <laughs> back then, I mean, back then, I mean, everybody was welcome. I mean, not everybody was welcome, but it's just times were a lot simpler, a lot right. safer. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it it's, I, I just feel you know, like that. That's what it is. And nowadays, you you hardly see, it. and then you hear it all the time. You know, um, kids could be sitting right across each other. They're, they're just texting, looking at at their phone, not having a conversation. You don't see as much kids at the park now. I mean, I know you guys play basketball a lot, but um, at the the park near where I live, I, I don't see anybody playing. I mean, <laughs> really? they they just. It's empty. You, I mean, you can ask Coach Brandon. We grew up together. We'd always be at the park playing yeah. sports. Um, and I, I don't want... And I remember Coach Nick Rolovich, which I thought was pretty cool, he came to do a talk. And he talked about how it's kind of sad that kids look for their affirmation or right. build their self-esteem through their phones. And what he said was how other people's thumbs, because they press likes... Are the, are, is controlling your emotions. Exactly. And so, you know, that's like, wow, I never thought about it that way, you know. And, and so, I, you know, I, I post stuff. I, I don't really care how much likes or, or whatever I get, but it's just I know kids like, I got to post this and I want to get 100 likes, you know, and it's like, it's not, I don't know, it's not what it's about, I guess. You know, I just, I, it's just, yeah. Want them to find their value and in in themselves and other things, you know. Yeah, I guess that comes with age, cause like <laughs> even for me, you know, what I mean, like back in the day, it was like that, you know, like we try to like, of course, look for like approval from others, but now it's kind of like, like you said, like I don't really care about that anymore. But for these kids, you know, that's that's all. Maybe a lot of them like care about, yeah. and like that's the tough part, cause like you said, back in the day, we didn't. We didn't have, I didn't have a phone until I graduated, so, I mean, but there was probably already, yeah. like, MySpace and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, now it's it's very important to these students and, like, just being, like, in this era, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like, being, like, a little older, like, you understand it, but they yeah. don't, and, mm -hmm. like, hopefully, you know what I mean, we get that kind of message out where, like, approval from others isn't, mm -hmm. like, needed, like, yeah. as long as, like, you accept yourself and for who you are, mm -hmm. so... Like, yeah, it's kind of tough. 
Like, yeah, I mean, do you guys have that kind of like stuff going on around here. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's why it, it's hard. And again, I don't want to say how hard life is for everybody. I mean, I don't know. I just can only go by my daughters and what they go through and how much she loves her phone and being on it and my other daughter. And we're trying to minimize all of that. And it's just, it's just tough. I mean, just even the negativity um, growing up with these kids, I mean, the kids now, like even stuff like pornography and um, violence, the stuff that's easily accessed, um, through their phone is crazy. I mean, it's just um, yeah. kind of scary. I mean, me and my wife went to a workshop, and it's um, very scary what, what can be accessed so easily now. And so I, I think times are, are, are challenging and, and tough. Um, but that's why I go back. Life was simpler <laughs> back right. when I grew up. I mean, it, it, we had our challenges too, but... Um, Pretty much, I mean, we never had to deal with that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a very good. I mean, I wasn't even like planning to like come on top like that kind of topic, but it's good that like you shed mm -hmm. light on it. And you know what I mean, because yeah, it's just a tough time where students mm -hmm. look for approval. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, as a like parent too, like, how are you like helping like your your mm -hmm. daughter then? Like, you know what I mean, yeah. Um, oh man, it's a challenge. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the thing, I think the thing I'm learning through life is just being able to adapt and challenge and, and be better as an adult. I mean, even at 47 years old, I, I gotta, I gotta get better in, in who I am and, and what I do. And so when I first started with my oldest daughter, I tried to parent her like how I coached and and you know how I coached I mean I was I can be I mean I hope I can see this but I can be a jackass at times I mean just no nonsense um my way or the highway and so as a girl and as a young one sometimes I don't fly I mean it, it meaning that um you know she didn't see me as a father but more as a strict dad and I don't want her to not come to me first off um, and sometimes, um, you know, when she gets older and, and as we just spoke about the challenges of life, I would like her to come talk to me about things, but so I got to evolve. And, and, and I, I think that that's the thing. And going even farther back to our talk, if I ever got back into coaching, I would need to change a little bit too. I mean, you know, I can't coach you, these kids now, like how I coach you guys. I mean, that, 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 I mean, that lasts. And so th right. that's something I, I, I think 47 years of age, I still got to grow and get better. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, that's very good. Like, I could like say, like, that perspective as a parent, mm -hmm. you know, must be hard. But as an athletic director, like, do you give any advice to, like, these student student athletes that want to join, mm -hmm. like, the athletic program? Like, mm -hmm. do you give them any specific advice? I try to talk to them as much as possible. Um, I try to pass out information, I'll go to their classes and post it on social media. Um, but pretty much that's about it. I mean, and then if they have questions, they can come and see me. Um, but I try to let my coaches handle it. And, mm. and you know, they, they do, the coaches do a really good job. They, 
we don't have much turnover um, and they really work well together they give out their best effort neither I or they're not perfect but there's always challenges every year but I mean they try to do as best as they can and hopefully the kids come out yeah that's good I mean yeah I still see like you said like the turnover rate is not very high because like I still see Mm -hmm. like a lot of the same coaches here like from the past and when I've been here I think we try to tell them just just don't embarrass the program and don't don't make <laughs> me or Mr. Okamura have to deal with anything. That's right. that's their whole goal. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up right now. Like, at, to what extent? Like, until like, is it your turn to like, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. lay down the law or mm-hmm. to speak up? I think as long I mean, the, as long as the coaches follow the rules. I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't want to say it's common sense, but just you know, like like we mentioned, just uh language um making smart decisions i mean um keeping the kids safe um you know they're all adults um just having their good times off of campus after after coaching hours and and whatever else but just just not do anything to embarrass mckinley high school your themselves um and really not to get mr okamura involved meaning if there's something he gotta take care of, that means we're we're pretty deep into something wrong, you know, unless it's something positive. But okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Like, um, what exactly is like a athletic director's role? I know you guys like mm-hmm. you know what I mean of course adapt to whatever mm-hmm. situation, but is it pretty much like a general manager in like a professional sport where you mm-hmm. like oversee the coaches, yeah. the players, mm-hmm. stuff like that, or what is um, the main role that you guys are you're supposed to be doing? Um, basically taking care of the the sports programs after school. Um, making sure that we got enough money for transportation. Okay, I found this on the web. <laughs> taking uh, care of enough money uh to transport to games. Um, um, equipment, uniforms. Making sure we're budgeted for that. Um, making sure our kids are eligible. Um, grades whether they transfer here or not, having the coaches get paid, making sure our facilities run good when we have the events here, kids are safe, making sure the opposite teams know where to go. I mean, so I wish I could be a general manager for the Dallas Cowboys or something. But anyway, <laughs> um, good job, or, or Atlanta Braves, but, um, or any team. But, um, but basically that, that's pretty much it. I mean, um, and just try and just have the athletics run smoothly as best as possible for students, coaches, the, the fans, and the opposing teams. Yeah. Okay. So now, like, I mean, yeah, I didn't know what exactly like, what an athletic director was besides, like, just the higher-up, like, that's going <laughs> lay down the law. But okay, like, now, now I know what, what that is all about. But yeah, like, speaking of, like, that, like, See, um, is there like a difference between like being a mentor to students and like also the parent life as well? Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I try to find it the the same. As I said, I need to evolve and, and change and um. Sometimes when, and then I go back and I just, with, with you, with your teams, you know, my philosophy, and maybe you didn't even know it, but um, 
I wanted to, I didn't want to be like a buddy buddy coach, you know, like that was in my, that was in my personality and I, it wasn't one of those things, you know, like if you guys needed a ride home, I take you guys home or whatever, but you know, I, I needed to have that level of authority, um, more like a father figure as opposed to a best friend, you know, right. and I mean, so, you were, you know? and so that was my philosophy, whether that's not right or wrong, but that's what, when I went into it and, um, I wanted to make practices so hard or as hard as possible so that you guys, when you guys would go into life, mm. you know, make sure that through basketball that you learn something, life lessons, good or bad, whether whatever way I coach that, um, it was hard, challenging, but you learn something, how to, how to deal with winning, how to deal with losing, how to deal with not playing, how to deal with playing, uh, whichever else. And maybe I never verbalized it, but that's what I wanted you to learn in some way. Um, and the same with parenting, but I think with parenting, I need to be more open and verbal and more positive about it. You know, I, I can't expect them to take it like how you guys did. Um, I need to be that more um, loving, more best friend kind of thing, as opposed to that's how different when I was coaching. I wasn't more of a best friend to, to a lot of the players, you know. And sometimes I, I, I would tell my assistants for basketball that, you know, I actually would rather you guys hate me but be together as opposed to, you know, I can live with that as a, you know, I'd rather you guys be together as a team rather than really like me so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like, that's a very good like point again. I mean, I've been saying this very quick because you've been saying this stuff because like pretty much sports is like a metaphor and you didn't even like say like life things. He was getting us prepared, like you said, and we didn't even know it until mm-hmm. like maybe when we be growing up because I thought about it like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Coach, previous coaches or like Coach Bob mm-hmm. yourself like would just, give us these like gems and like instead of just basketball terms we would use it in life like situations so i mean we appreciate you as a coach like that and like yeah like there's no other way like to say well trust me there's things that i wish i could do over but yeah i mean but that was my my philosophies of things uh like i said right or wrong that's what i wanted to to make sure i I came across to to you guys you know as I said, you guys have a lot of best friends. You don't, you didn't need, you didn't need, need me to be another, another, <laughs> right. another buddy for you guys. So exactly, <laughs> no, that's so true. So, the current events now, like, is there anything that you guys have been doing, like, with the coronavirus that's been going mm. on, or not really? Um, just been praying. Um, <laughs> I it's just just trying to be safe and educate. I mean, you know, you know how you hear it, just wash your hands, don't, don't, uh, um, just keep your hands clean, just, um, you know, not touch your eyes and not get in too close contact. And so just doing all those things, just trying to educate and also just being prepared if something were to happen in the schools. I, I know there's talk of possibly shutting down the school for a month if somebody gets infected. Really? Yeah. Um, and that's for every school, I believe month or two so that means everything shuts down sports activities whatever else and so um it's scary um 
but it's just more just now it's time for everybody to just um, be more healthy and intentional with what they're doing yeah. alright um, just like any anything in life like you want to still pursue besides like Ah, uh, like uh, I wanna, I wanna um, be general manager of a sports team somewhere. Yeah. Um. So honestly, possible. right, right now, um, I'm open to anything. I mean, I don't wanna ever say uh, I, this is where I wanna end. Um. I'm I'm happy here at McKinley High School. Um, get to work with a lot of great people. Um, my coaches and, and, and former students um, and athletes. Um, right now, I don't have any uh, set goal. So, but if something else comes up, I can't say no to. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be willing to entertain anything. I, I think that's anybody would do that. So, yeah. but I, I'm I'm happy here, and you know, like I said, there's its challenges, but. Um, you know, I enjoy coming to work, and um, it, it, it's a it's a fun job. Yeah, that's awesome, coach. I mean, yeah, like I would never thought you'd be a like director. Like <laughs> I thought you'd be like going moving up more, but I guess this is where it starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the beginning of your journey, and congratulations with well, that. Well, I, I I sucked as a teacher, so I I, no I needed to. You <laughs> gave me an A, uh, so that's no, all good. No, no, no. no, I mean, I, I, my passion is in athletics. I mean, I enjoyed PE, but I, I, to be honest, I, I wasn't a very good teacher. Um, I put more of my heart and soul and I, my love in coaching, and um, and I didn't do that for teaching. I mean, I'm just being honest, and so I'm happy that I'm not teaching and I'm doing something that I really enjoy because it. It's shortchanging the kids, and I, I, going on my little soapbox, I, I think um, people should find their passion and, and do whatever makes them passionate about, because if you're just going through the motions, you're wasting, you think you're wasting your time, but you're wasting everybody else's time, to be honest. Right. I mean, and, and I'll say that as a, you know, I would say that as a former coach, but um, I was wasting the kids' time as a teacher. Um, they probably got nothing out of me towards the end and I really could have did better and now that I look back those um, you know those kids are I don't know where they are now but they could they could have got better of me so that's something I would stress find your passion yeah. wow that's very like touching because I was <laughs> trying to tell you say that I mean Especially like yeah, you was also my PE teacher and stuff like that. So. Well, maybe not when you were there, but I think towards my end of my <laughs> teaching started, career, yeah. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> started passing everybody. I didn't even dress up or anything. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, just to close it out, like before we even get to like the, I mean, just like general sports yeah. and stuff. Like, is there any advice for like these future like McKinley student athletes, like just to be part of? In life, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like this, yeah, this life role. Yeah. Um, shoot. I just, I know it's tough. I don't know if I have any hardcore advice, but like I just said, just find your passion and, and just try and do something positive. And and um, I know the world is getting tougher nowadays, and it's just um. 
try and work together and be positive. You know, some there's so much negativity going around, and it's life is hard. I get it, but just try and be a light or positivity in the world to somebody. I mean, you know, I don't have it all down, but I'm trying, and um, I, I think that's what that's what we need going forward. I mean, if we can all just do that. Hopefully this world would be a better place. If not, we gotta move somewhere else. We <laughs> <laughs> probably won't be here for that. But uh, yeah. I mean, before that too, like I just want to touch up on like these two people that I usually follow. It's uh, I mean, I read one of his our audio books with like Tim Grover and like Sean mm-hmm. Gordon. I've heard of him yeah, like yeah, yeah. based through yeah, you. Yeah. Like, what yeah. have these guys like you know what I mean like influenced you on? Because I know yeah. you post them a lot like yeah. on your social media yeah. and like the mechanic days. So. Um, yeah, that's what I also do on social media and Twitter is I, that's where I get my information, sadly, but, um, you know, I just, I like John Gordon. I never met the guy. Um, it's just his positive messages, um, his, his backstory. Um, I also like coaches like Dabo Sweeney and, and, you know, Tom Izzo is one of my favorites. Um, Tony Bennett, basketball. Bill Parcells, but I, I like those guys, and and um, so it's just the, the messages they give out is yeah. more positive. Um, um, Tim Grover, Tim yeah. Grover, yeah, he's yeah. So he again, I never met him either, but you know he has that. Uh, he coached or he trained Michael Jordan and Kobe yeah. Bryant, and just that mentality of of those athletes, and they're not. I don't want to say old school, but that's just that killer instinct mentality about you know almost not making any excuses just just getting it done and so um i've also been trying i've been on uh youtube just trying to uh, follow up on this guy simon cynic i don't even know if i'm saying his name right but you know eat leaders eat last um he had he, had, he has a book but it was just that um, on youtube I, I always have it on while i'm working and listening so that's a, that's some good stuff um, and, and again, as I touched upon to you, it's just for me trying to get better. I mean, you know, I, I don't have it down and, you know, I've made my mistakes in life and just trying to, um, be better as I get older for my kids and for my wife and for everything that I, I try and do. Um, and so, um, yeah, and try and, and go that route. Yeah. Yeah. That's good coach. I mean. As long as you're, like, you're trying to get better, everybody's trying to get better, you know, so yeah. that's the main thing. But yeah, like, I mean, going on in sports now, we can talk, you know, we can, like, we can yeah, just yeah. relax now, but, <laughs> yeah, before we go to, like, to your teams and everything, like, as, like, just, like, a sports junkie like you, and, like, I'm not sure if you're, like, a Laker fan or not, but, like, being a parent and just, like, mm-hmm. a sports junkie once again, like, how did you feel when, you know, like the big story with Kobe Bryant yeah. and like his daughter and like those other nine seven passengers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, it was weird in a in a sense of I remember I was in church on a Sunday, then someone texted me and said Kobe died, and I'm like, and I'm like, what? You know, so and it's kind of right? like, yeah. and for one, and to be honest, I, I'm not a Laker fan. Um, I I was never a Kobe fan when he played. Um, but I started to like Kobe after, you know, right. like just what he started doing. Um, and you start learning about his mentality. And then um, it hit hard because it was his 
Although we don't fly helicopters, but all he was doing was doing like what normal dads do. Yeah, yeah, he's just taking the kids to a basketball game on a Sunday, and he's with his daughter who just was supposed to be like like him, doing a dad thing, and then he's gone, man. So it kind of hit hard to where, man, at any moment, at any time, anything can happen to anybody. Because I guess you could kind of think of these superstars as invincible, right? But then, then he's gone, and it was, and it was, it kind of hit me hard. I mean, I remember that day just following everything on the news, listening to every story, and it's just kind of like, and plus I have two daughters, it's kind of like, wow, you know, gotta make the most of everything and cherish every moment because, like, like anything can happen. You never know when it's gone, and so yeah, I mean. It was it was it was sad for me, and like I said, I was never a Laker. I'm never I'm not a Laker, or um, I'm not a wasn't a Kobe fan when he played. But it it, it did hit hard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even for me, like I was never a Laker fan, or you know I mean, but like Kobe, like I mean, the reason why he played didn't like him as a player because like he probably like instilled like fear <laughs> or he got that respect for him when he yeah, played yeah, him, like. Yeah. As a, 76 yeah. fan, you know, but yeah, yeah, just that mom and like you said, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was good to learn about him and, and the stuff he did, and, and you, you never knew about it, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I definitely like Kobe, the, the Kobe after basketball, right? Yeah. I mean, I felt the same way, like, just with everything he's doing, like, he's just giving everybody like so many philosophies and just mm-hmm. giving everybody his all after that, like, because you would never see that from him. Well, yeah, like speaking of like your Cowboys and the Braves, like <laughs> I was just watching something like while I was at work yesterday, man. Like I didn't know that Deion Sanders was a Brave and he won a World Series with them, right? Is that true or? Um, I believe he was on that team with. Did he win the World Series? Yeah, they yeah. won the World Series. I seen like popping champagne. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. Or, or I know he they won the National League. I don't know if he was the Braves only won that one World Series, but I don't know if he was on that team, but. I know he was there for the like the National League Championship Series. That's the one you probably saw in. Um, but yeah, I mean, Deion Sanders one of my favorite athletes. Um, yeah. So um, played for the Cowboys and the Braves. So I can't can't go wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, like all right. Like my next question. I mean, this everybody says uh, Dallas Cowboys like America's team, but like what made you start liking the Cowboys? Was it because they had their dynasty back yeah. in the nineties or? Man, well, I'm I'm older than that. So when I was <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I know like there's Roger Staubach. That's what yeah, I yeah. grew up with, and you know, um, just they were on TV a lot. You know, you guys don't know, but back in the day, there's only like three channels when we were growing up. So <laughs> Dallas Cowboys was sort of <laughs> there was always on TV. It was always oh, on okay. TV, and so no, um, and so that was one of my favorite teams. My dad, I remember my dad buying. My dad worked at Sears back in the day, bring home a Dallas Cowboys, you know, those plastic helmets and the yeah, jerseys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, started liking them from then. And, um, you know, I'm one of those diehard fans. I, I, I stick with them through thick and thin, you know, and I don't change sure, to the flavor, the flavor of the month like uh, certain people on certain feel, teams. So, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm riding with the Cowboys all the way down, all the way through. So, yeah. And is that like your favorite like sports football? As in like uh, um, yeah, sports? Yeah, football. Like football? I, I like the Cowboys. Um, as you've seen in my office, a lot of Cowboys <laughs> stuff in there. I just saw it right now, <laughs> man. 
And then I like the Braves. Mm-hmm. And then the Braves are also always on TV growing up. And then I like the 76ers. So the Sixers, again, back in the day, they, they were like, the Lakers always won, the Celtics always won, and then there was the Sixers that came in, won a, a few in there. Oh, and then the Rockets here and there. So um, I, I like Dr. J and the Sixers. So again, I'm going to ride thick and thin with the, the Sixers. Yeah, you was, you was alive watching Dr. J already. <laughs> we don't want to be I didn't even know that, he was 47. He looked like a young man. That, right? the, the 80s, man, when, when Dr. 80s. J, they beat the Lakers at one year, Dr. J and all those guys. So, yeah. So, yeah. again, you, you young kids don't re- don't appreciate, we only had three channels back in the day. There was no ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> brother. Oh, yeah. What was ESPN <laughs> for? Right? I don't even know now. Like, damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, before I let you go, like, since I mean, you're a basketball coach and everything, who is your top five all time? Like greatest players, or like you would start as a team, like position NBA, for position. NBA, NBA, yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know. You got your McKinley players. You want to put on <laughs> there? Too? Okay, okay. No, I mean it. It all starts and ends with Michael Jordan. I mean, right. I, I know, I know, uh, kids nowadays. I don't know. I, I don't want to argue, but <laughs> Michael Jordan is one. Whew. I don't know about a starting five. Um, Magic Johnson. I'm going old school. You know, you, I don't know. You, you might appreciate these guys. Magic Johnson. Larry Bird. Whew. At, the, at the center position. Either Shaq or Hakeem Olajuwon. And that's all we need is four since we got Jordan. So, nah. nah. Um, oh, I don't know. I like the I like four. I like the I like the old school guys. So you know, I like guys like guys like Barkley. Yeah. So I like Bird, Magic, Jordan, Shaq or Olajuwon, Barkley, and then you can you can throw in a. I like Allen Iverson. He's a Sixer. So right. those guys. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't complain with that. <laughs> yeah. To end the segment, like I call this trying to find ingredients because. Mm-hmm. Like, we try to, like, bring everybody on here and just try to find something mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to bring a part of them and their, like, DNA. Like, what would you give, mm-hmm. like, one advice to anybody that's listening? Like, how can they be, like, mm-hmm. gonna be successful? Or what would you bring, or, like, yeah. let them bring to the table yeah. like, from your end? Um, well, if I can give you just several, and I won't be long on it. Yeah, I, you know, I spoke about right. one is, is passion, just finding a passion, a positive passion passionate thing that you want to do or be and go for it um um also be a find find mentors it doesn't have to be i mean you know just somebody that you can learn and look up to i think nowadays a lot of people like to fly solo um whether it be on the internet but just find somebody that you can learn from that that really helped me a lot as coaching you know guys um when i first started coaching like Chris McLaughlin, Eddie Marayama, Peter Green, all these guys, um, I I sought after and found information from. And it's good to read and to see stuff on YouTube and whatever, but talking and learning from people, I mean, that's like the most valuable thing that helped me. Mr. Takamori, my former AD. Um, and then um, just learn to be work together i mean nowadays it's just like and it ties back into it mentorship is just um we got to find ways to work together no matter no matter what i mean and then um 
this is not in any order, but just be positive, um, you know, and, and to find faith and and hope in things, you know. You know, I, I go to church and, and try to, I'm not perfect. Um, I'm trying to learn and, and be better, but it's just find faith and just um, belief. And, and I believe in God just to find hope in this world. Sometimes it, it's getting dark. Um, and just to find hope and faith and be positive, for, not just for yourself, but just to help people. I mean, that that's what it is. And and again, I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, I got a lot to learn. My wife knows that. So, um, and then that's what we're just trying to, to do. Yeah. 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 Well, there you have it, man. I'm trying to find ingredients. I just want to thank, he's going to be like, of course, one of my mentors I always look up to, like, throughout and like somebody I can always talk to whenever when I see him or <laughs> I mean I got his contact but yeah I appreciate this man for even coming on and that's just the kind of character yeah. he has just giving time to just people that he knows or just being selfless but yeah thanks for Coach Bob yeah, no problem Bob Marconi for coming on the athletic director of the McKinney Tigers thanks Jace thanks for having me on and anytime and um, again just tell everybody and your buddy Arzalante heck Call me anytime. I'm I'm not like the coach I was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, coach. Yeah, I appreciate Welcome it, in. man.